Good morning, my fellow Michiganers. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Have another great school board meeting to expose. And Milan, as you've been following me over the past several months, we've really been highlighting the Milan School Board. And I have to give a shout out to Miss Holly. Um, this is the video I'm going to show that she did the other day. And she again hits the nail on the head. So I'm urging, you know, especially all those moms and dads out there right now who are standing up to these school boards. You know, these videos, the whole purpose is not just to sit back and watch them. Obviously, we do that. But to also take what they're saying and apply it to your own school board. I like showing these videos to give moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas ammunition so when they go to their school boards, they can take some of the information from all of these uh, meetings that we're exposing and then put it in their own words and allow you all to do this. That's how we get through this. And I tell you what, I think we're all starting to feel this, that we're, we're taking background. We really are. And I know there's a lot of school boards out there and the parents are just getting frustrated. But I'm telling you what, what's going on in the state and the country and the recognition that's happened um, or the awareness that's happening with these things, we're, we're, we're taking ground and we're going to make sure that this hot garbage never, ever happens again. And so let's uh, let's watch Holly as she just literally drops a bomb and the mic on this school board because everything that she has said in this is spot on and it really shoots down these school board members who are trying to say well we're trying to help these kids no you're not you're trying to groom these kids big difference so let's watch holly right now as she just totally destroys this narrative i uh, just wanted to mention that i know i'd emailed mr sislo about this moving public comment to this meeting to before the closed session and before the discussion and the vote on the book appeals um, is really frustrating to me. I mean, you chose actually during one meeting, uh, you chose in the middle of the meeting to vote to move just public comment to after closed session. Uh, and that was a time when you knew it was gonna be extremely lengthy and you had several disciplinary hearings, uh, which I believe lasted till two or 3 a.m. Uh, then you chose to do it again for the next meeting, and you chose to move public comment and all the comments to after closed session. Um, so for this one, for you to choose to move public comment to before closed session, where you don't anticipate, I would assume, it going until 3 a.m., um, is very frustrating, especially when you did it um, for a meeting that was addressing such an important issue facing the district right now, which is the book challenge appeals. Um, you know, I have my theories as to why, but either way, I'm just expressing to you that I find it very frustrating, and uh, and there's a lot of people in the community who do as well, so we would appreciate some consistency with the way that you guys handle your agendas. So continuing my response to the board member Heike's past statement, she had mentioned she won't stop fighting for marginalized students, um, which is why she's pushing for these books to stay. Um, you know, that statement, again, which has happened many times, is implying that those of us who want these books removed do not care for marginalized students. And that is not accurate. Um, she said she was very open with the community on where she stood on these issues and she's not gonna stop fighting for these values. The problem is I've gone back, I've read through your campaign posts, I've watched the forum, I've watched all these other interviews. Nowhere did I find any time where you expressed to the voters in this community your ardent support for providing explicit pornographic vulgar materials to students. I'm not sure we knew that that's what we were signing up for. I've talked to a lot of people over the last two or three months about these books. I've read them, I've shown them to people, and I've sent them out. And I will tell you that it is overwhelmingly the majority from both political parties that the majority of the people in this community are against these books being available to students. They are shocked and sickened 
Marginalized students, that's why you're fighting so hard for these books. Which of these students will be harmed by not being able to access the graphic novel of A Handmaid's Tale with images of women being held down on a bed and raped or naked women with guns in their mouths? Is that really the best way for you to fight for those students? If you were to ask, would this be the issue that they would urge you to champion? These kids you claim to care so much about, what are you doing about the bullying that's taking place in their schools? What about the plummeting test scores and having a hard time getting into colleges and scholarships? What about the lack of tutoring services? What are you doing about the kids that are not reading at grade level and just getting pushed along? What about the special needs kids whose IEPs aren't being followed and aren't getting the para support they deserve because the paras are quitting because of the environment inside the classroom? What about the kids getting free lunch who don't have time to both wait in line and eat, an issue that was brought up to you by George Elder months ago? What about those marginalized students? Are you fighting as hard for them as you are for these books? Yes, the books in the library, like the one about a pedophile removing his genitals from the dry cavern of a child's vagina. Not sure that's on the top of any kid's list of concerns right now. It is not brave for you to stand there in your position of authority with your microphone, your unrestricted comment time, and your gavels and say to us all these things that you want to disparage us for. What is brave are all the several people in our community who are actual survivors of sexual assault who have chosen some for the very first time to stand at this microphone and share your stories, most times on the verge of tears, of what they've gone through and they've expressed to you how harmful it would be for them at a young age to be exposed to some of these books. They themselves have said this to you. They told you that what they do need is trained counseling and protection and support. And many of them have told you these books would have actually caused them more trauma. But none of you responded. Not one of you acknowledged anything that they said about their courage or the pain that they expressed, except for one. One person commented, and that only one response was from our superintendent, Brian Gearbaugh, who chose Thank to you. follow up the story. The but just expired. to clarify, that situation didn't happen at Milan. If looks could kill. Did you see how she exited her speech? My goodness gracious. Um, great job, Holly. Um, unbelievable. Again, all of the things that she stated is spot on. Parents, grandparents, community members, take what she has said and apply it to your own meetings because, hey, look, they're saying that they're they're standing up for these kids, a very small minority of these kids. And they're hitting the nail on the head. They're hitting the nail on the head when they're talking about, you know, sexual assault victims. If they read this kind of garbage when they were younger and this sexual assault was happening, they would tend to think that it's normal or they'd relive the experience. So their narrative of trying to help these kids is unbelievably wrong. They're doing more damage. They're doing more damage, period. And these brave parents, these brave grandparents, these brave community members that are standing up, um, no matter what, is it's, man, my goodness gracious, it's fantastic to see. And that's one thing that's happened over the last three years is a, it's awakened a lot of people. And you're starting to see throughout the entire country, not only our state, not only our local communities, but the entire country of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And that's exciting to, to see, to witness, to experience, because it gives us all hope. And that's one thing that we must continue to, to, to grasp on is hope, that we're going to continue to take background. We're going to have great people, ordinary people, do extraordinary things and blaze this new trail together as a movement, as a people, as Americans. And that's exciting. It truly is. That gives me hope. 
And so just to remind everyone, um, I'm in YouTube jail again uh, for the next two weeks. So if for all my YouTube subscribers, almost 70,000 of you, I won't be able to post or do any lives on my YouTube channel for the next two weeks. Um, I am on Rumble. I am on my podcast, everything else. So you still can get the information. It's just Grassroots Army podcast, Grassroots Army on Rumble. So if you're on those platforms, you can follow there. And of course, we're going to be on Facebook and everything else. But I will continue to push. You know, I'm getting uh, getting really a lot of hate and attacks uh, for posting this stuff and bringing to the awareness because really no one else is really exposing this stuff. And I'm going to continue, continue to put it on my platforms because it is needed now more than ever. So share this. Let's get the messaging out because the power of one can always lead to the power of many. That's one thing that we have experienced together as a movement. So my grassroots army hammer down as we take back lost ground. Until next time, God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan. And of course, and always, God bless these United States. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.